0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Welcome to the Scholar Supporters Pembrokeshire Podcast. Yeah. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Wester is Bester from the Scholar Supporters Pembrokeshire. With me, Lee G. And joining me, as always, is Big M. How are we, Martin?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I'm just happy to be on my own this week.
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought you were good last week, mate. I did. I had a listen. I thought you were good. I thought it was um, it was informative and it was it was enjoyable. And yeah, don't put yourself down.
0: You're struggling. You're really struggling with it. No, you I, just I wasn't... Of Any
1: words you can say? I want to be nice to you without blowing smoke up your ass. Is what it is, mate. <laughs> But what oh, is that's, that's well, sweet, sweet. <laughs> like, what we do need to do is is we said this a couple of weeks ago about getting a couple of extra people on for next year to um, kind of change things up and have someone that can do the junior section, the, the academy, the under 18s and the under 16s and things like that, and someone from uh, uh, someone from Pembrokeshire and all that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, it would be good to get a few extra people involved, just just so we don't have to stare at each other's faces every week, mate, to be honest.
0: <laughs> oh, what's the problem with that? You're trying to say in there. <laughs> I'm jealous of the hair I am. <laughs> wow, man,
1: lovely. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's let's It'll incrementally
0: with... get the so don't worry. <laughs>
1: Let's um let's start with a bit of Scarlett's news uh, from the week. So, obviously, transfer news is key at the minute, is is taking up all of our time. So, what have we got transfer news-wise this week, mate?
0: Well, we've had the re-signing of Ryan Elias, which, you know, there was a, a lot of concern earlier in the season. You know, is he going to be going to France? So, I know they were quite a fair... Uh, uh, no. What do you call it? We done. We there was quite a few offers going around for him, and you know he mm. he is a top end player, and we know with Ken's age, he's not getting younger, and we don't know his future either. So you know retaining one of them, you know, is good good in the short term. Mm.
1: But would you have been that disappointed if he'd have gone?
0: I yeah I, I um, wouldn't
1: I'd be honest if he'd have gone I I would have gone okay we'll, we'll cope do you know what I
0: mean yeah I mean he, he's he's a great player to have and he he does he does the job well but we do have other players who are very similar and we have players like Sean Evans who offer something different as a hooker like mm. I I think we where Dan Davis has been missing the last few weeks. Sean Evans' skills at the breakdown have, have been massive they yeah. have really, really helped and it's it's just so noticeable what he does I, I know what, what a lot of forwards do in some players you don't really see it unless you're looking for it but mm. you know, he is one of those players that he just does so much mm. and we've also got the, the younger boys as well so we've just had two blockers in the Wales under-20s, Lewis Morgan and Isaac Young and you know with having now four, four senior hookers, those boys are not going to get even an outside chance of making one or two bench appearances next season. So development-wise, maybe not the greatest, but at the same time, you, you want your frontline players to be that top level. Yeah, but then we don't know what is what is going to happen with some of
1: those other players, I suppose. And, and that is oh. the bit where you've got to put some trust in the... Uh, in what's happening behind the scenes, I guess. But certainly for me, I mean, I think the line-out, his, his line-out throw-in has just not been dodgy, but it's not been as reliable as I would expect uh, a, a player at that level to be. Um, and for me, yeah, if he'd have gone, I wouldn't have been gutted. Whereas Dane Blacker... Um, no. uh, I, I'm, I'm the other way around. I'd have I'd, I'd, I'd fought tooth and nail to keep Dane Blacker. And if Hardy had gone, I wouldn't have been. I know Hardy's contract isn't up this year, but if Hardy had gone, I wouldn't have been that bothered. Uh, certainly not as bothered as I am about Dane Blacker going.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm devastated about Blacker. You no, know, mm. not just the fact that he's a, he's a run he's a you know Ronda Ponteprise boy like I am, but the fact that he has been our number one scrum off over the last three years. Mm. He, he really has. He's he's been lightning on form. I'm really surprised he only used to be according to the whale setup, you know, unlucky not to get capped. But he really is on fire. I like I know he's had a bit of a slump, the you know, last couple of months, and it's probably over this contract situation. Mm. Like uh, as far mm. as I know, he was offered something. But, you know, when, when when a team wants you to be first choice compared to a team saying, look, you're going to be fighting for a match day 23 start, mm. you know, the, the money on offer is going to be a little bit different. So I obviously blame the guy. And, mm. you know, you you got to add into that as well. If he, he's far the ball and if he's living down there and travelling up every day, then it probably makes a little bit more sense to be to go somewhere with Dragons because it's a mm. shorter commute. But you know the, these are all hypotheticals, and I, I am really gutted that we've lost Blaka.
1: Mm. And I think the key bit for him would have been that yeah, if he stays at the Scarlets, he's got Gareth Davis, he's got Kieran Hardy, he's got two under twenties, or you know, Harry Williams and Archie Hughes coming up behind him as well. It's a it's a packed um, section of the club you know, whereas if he goes to the Dragons the chances of him being in the shop window if you like, the chances of him being uh, number one at the Dragons are actually quite high because him and Roger Williams and an asset you know
0: yeah, cause I don't know how long Bertrand was going to be staying there no. mm. and I, again I, I don't know what the story is with Roger Williams I don't know what his contract situation is because you know he's he's never been bothered about playing outside because he went to Bristol for a while. Mm. You know, and he he is another top quality from out of us. You know, we yep. do send to tend to uh send them around and or or develop them when they get you, you know, Dame Black Tavis and two massive examples of that. Mm. But uh yeah, he's he's most likely gonna be starting definitely in now um, Marchie twenty three every week with the Dragons, no yeah. doubt about that. And yeah. I, I just hope it doesn't come back to bite us. The only yeah. good thing yeah. about losing, only a good thing about losing one of our three scrum halves, is the fact that now Archie Hughes and Harry Williams are going to be pushed more to the forefront. Mm. I can see Archie Hughes getting more of the game time because he, he is more of the all rounder at the minute. But Harry Williams, his speed of service is unreal for his mm. age and if he develops, you know, the other side side, side from off as well as his passing, And then he is going to be phenomenal. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, I haven't heard
1: any other rumors coming out. Well, there's always rumors about people going to Cardiff because Cardiff seem to be losing people like a, a sieve with water at the minute. And and anytime someone leaves Cardiff, it, it seems uh, someone from Scarlet's is the automatic replacement. Um, I so saw Dan Jones being mentioned a couple of times the other day as going to uh, replace um, upside-off vacancy up there, which for, for me w- would be a weird selection. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Patch go back. Um, but yeah, Dan Jones would be a weird Weird one for me. If he do, if he does go to Cardiff, I can't see it happening myself. But it's um, just one of those. Twitter at the minute is full of rumours of oh, so and so did this, so and so. And I think if anybody gets seen in a cafe in Cardiff having a cup of coffee, that's uh, that turns into a, a transfer rumour by the end of the day, sort of a thing. So yeah, who knows? Yeah,
0: I, I think I think Dinky Dan Jones is a, is the a very underrated player. You know, Mm. he he doesn't have the top end pace, but, you know, what he offers in terms of his distribution and his kicking game, you know, they are really up there. He he is a very strong regional player uh, and a pretty good European standard player too. Mm. So, you know, as a backup, you know, he is absolutely brilliant. Mm. But, you know, as a starting fly-off, it's it's a little bit different. Like I know with Sam Davis supposedly leading, even the dragons they they might be in the market as well, so who really knows i I know they've got Will Reed down there, but again, he's still a youngster, he's pretty much in the same boat as Costello was when he first moved here a couple of years ago.
1: yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see it'll be interesting anyway let's let's talk about some rugby let's talk about the game on Friday night, so first off, what did you make of the weather? <laughs>
0: I like the weather. I like a bit of rain. It's always, (laughs) always good to see it. You know, it just absolutely tamping down. Mm. You know, it's. I I wish we would have thrown thrown the ball about a little bit more because no one did in our game whatsoever. No, and I I you know you can't do everything in 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 rain, but you can you can try.
1: Mm. And I think it was you know it's difficult for both sides because european semi final uh, uh there's there's nothing really left in the season now for scarlets we can't win the the welsh Shields. um i think Anything. if we do uh, yeah i think we we needed to beat glasgow with a bonus point to realistically be in with any kind of a shot um and so you know that was going to be a difficult task at the best of times you know so yeah and i think there were 10 11 changes in that side from the previous week so you know it was obviously yeah. you know it's it we had we didn't go full strength but there was enough there to compete with the top four side you know because that's that's where they are and i think the gutting bit for me is that if we'd have been playing this way at the start of the season, who knows where we would have been. You know, we're competing now with the top four sides, the top five or six sides, definitely. We're competing and and beating most of them. Um, It's a shame we didn't do that at the start of the season. It would have been a very different year, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah. The way I look at it right now, if you look at the league, we're categorised in the same area as the Dragons, yeah. They shipped seventy odd points against Glasgow. Yeah, you know, and that weren't even that long ago. So it's it's a massive difference. And I know, like you said, we made eleven changes. I know ten. So this this was never gonna be a preview of the semi final, just mm. because of the the changes in the squad. I mean, I, I think we we have both learned some things about each other, and I I think we've learned more about them, especially with the uh, with the line out drive. Mm. I think we've. Learned a lot there, and how they like to play. Because you know, when the commentator said, "You know, they've only taken one penalty kick at goal in 2023 so far," mm. and that w- that was in the quarterfinal against the Lions. So that's in a knockout match. Mm. So I, yeah. I think we know what sort of style and what sort of the game they're going to be bringing to us. So it's going to be simple as just keep your discipline, and don't let them get any, don't let them get any lineouts in our own 22. Mm. Uh, that has gotta be the main driver when it comes to that game. Mm. But no, there was it, w- it was good to see, you know, such so many changes just because we haven't seen a lot of these players. And you know, a first proper look at people like you and Shenton. Mm. You know, it, it it does us as fans uh, you know, a good job in finding out, you know, are, are these players gonna be were they were they just signed as development? Are they going to be capable? You know, mm. same as James game's finally gets out. You know, it, it was really good to see some of these boys out there. And I, I know he's already had a run of games this season already, but two of two back in there. And know yeah. these boys put in some good good performances. Same as Morgan Jones gets. You know, we, we haven't seen that since you know the the red cards early in the season. Mm. And I, I thought it was quite
1: good i I thought Shenton played quite well um I thought Tupelo had a couple of decent runs um they didn't look out of place you know i i don't I don't think we had the cutting edge in attack that we've had in the last couple of games. I don't think we really tried much. I don't think there was much um experiment in there. I think it was all kind of one pass kind of stuff. There was nothing you know they, they, we weren't finding the edges. Um So and we never really looked like scoring a try, other than Fafita, uh, to, the Fafita turnover. So, you know, I think
0: maybe we were just kind of keeping the powder dry. Yeah, I well, think. you know, I, I honestly think you know since we've come back from the Six Nations, I don't think our attack has, has really been as great as it has been. I know we were, you know, magnificent in that, but it seems as though that. Our main focus, you know, on these last four games has really been defense. And, you know, rightly so, when you play in, you know, teams like Sharks, Clermont, Glasgow, you know, you've, you've really got to uh, up your defense just to be in with a chance. I know even you know, it was only the last try that we actually developed ourselves. You know, there was an intercept and, and two kick chases, there, there was nothing. It wasn't like a strife play or a breakdown of a set of phases. So mm. that that is something that you know, I'm expecting to see this weekend now, mm. just to get us all fit and firing for the semi-final. But yeah. you know, I, I, we haven't really fired many shots at, at anyone over the last few weeks.
1: No. And I think the, the bit for me has been, I think we missed Dan Davis massively. In, in attack and in, I think he turns over, I think the way he turns over the ball at a ruck, sets us up for a good attack. And I just think he does a lot of stuff off the ball, that, um kind of creates space. Um, I think that the combination of him and McLeod is absolutely, superb. I think McLeod is probably the, the best seven in Wales right now. and And I know, People in uh, uh, Australia and Cardiff and all of that just hate McLeod, but he's he's absolutely on fire. He's every the amount of ball that he stops, the amount of turnovers is just phenomenal. Um, and if he can stay fit, there's no reason why he shouldn't be in the Wales setup for um, for the World Cup. I'd say him and and Thomas Young should be our. Two sevens for um, for the trip to France, but who knows what Catalan is thinking? But I I, I thought McLeod had a superb game, but Shenton was was good, um, and like you said, it, the attack seems to have stalled over the last couple of weeks. But defence has definitely gone up a notch. Um, so I'm hoping Dan Davis comes back in for Judgment Day. Um, I didn't see what the injury update was on him. I'll be honest. Um, I don't know if it's a serious injury. I thought it was quite a uh, an innocuous injury. Didn't think he was going to be out for a long time. Yeah. So he comes back in.
0: Yeah, Because he, he walked off the pitch in that game. Like, I can remember. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it, it was it was at the park. I've seen him walk over to like, the game as well. So it, it didn't look like there was anything really majorly done there. Mm. unless it's like a like a minor tear that's taken a little bit longer to heal than originally planned, but I, I haven't seen any time frame given to him more discussed about him. But I, I'm certainly in agreement with him, he is a massive miss. Mm. And you know, yeah, Josh McLeod is if, if I'm totally honest, I see Dan Davis as the only seven in Wales right now because everyone else to see the combination of you know, six and seven and mm. you know, even when McLeod he plays this is if you look at the the traditional out and out torture of a seven. Dan Davis is the only one that really fits that most. Everyone else is, you know, destructive tacklers and carriers as well. You know, mm-hmm. is that's why was always a setup. Your six would tackle and carry to hell and back, and your seven would just be an absolute nuisance in the ruck. And Dan Davis certainly. Is that nuisance, and he he does it incredibly well, even if it's only slowing down the ball by half a second. That mm. half a second is absolutely massive and relevant. Mm. But yeah, you know overall, you no, know, I I don't really think anyone had a, a poor game. I I mean I thought I thought, you know Johan Nicholas was average by his own standards, and you know that was more. That's mm. it. I, I think everyone had a decent shift. I think Wyn Jones will be a little bit disappointed with some of the scrummaging penalties. Yeah. But uh, you know, I, I, I still don't think he's 100% fit, even well, looking at him. He just... Talking about
1: penalties, um, so as I say, I'm not, a, I'm not a scrum expert. I was a scrum coach, but I'm not going to pretend that I'm a, a prop by any talk of imagination. So Wyn Jones had a penalty given against him, right? Where he was still on his feet, and was, you know, he'd he'd been pulled down, but the Glasgow prop had overreached and gone flat. Yeah, so he he lost his balance. The Glasgow prop loses his balance. His feet were too far back, and he goes down. And Gwyn Jones is still on his feet, but bent over, and the ref gives a penalty, for... Scarlet's collapsing in the, the scrum, and I'm looking at it, and I'm going, just basic physics tells me that that wasn't a Scarlett's. That's, that's not the Scarlett's. What you could see, his feet had gone from under him, the Glasgow player, and he goes down. And there were a couple like that, and I just, I think there were too many decisions. Definitely the the the, a guy trying to close line Hardy in the tackle. Um, oh. uh, you know that that was yellow, possibly red. I, you know we've seen them given as a red in the past. So to not even review it, not even look at it, was a bit confusing. And then Steph's kind of fifty twenty two. Now I'll be honest, my first oh. reaction on that but was that it was outside the 22. I thought, okay, it's outside the 22. It hasn't gone. You couldn't quite see from the camera angle, so you needed to, you know, but that was my gut reaction. It was close, but it wasn't there. And then they give them the line out inside the 22.
0: The tackle on Hardy, though, is, oh, you know, that could have been really, really bad. I mean, if it was coming from the front, you're going to see it. You sort of mentally prepare for it and come from behind Always the ones that you don't hurt more. So you know, but mm. been really disastrous, for him he could have really messed up on that. Mm.
1: And I think the only bit that saved Hardy from a serious injury, and that was the fact that he was going down. So he kind of, as the arm comes round, he's already kind of riding that that tackle downwards. So that was the only, it was the only mitigation. For it not being a red card, um, because he he came in and he swiped. He that that arm was coming around and he he swiped him. So yeah, it it could have been a lot more nasty than, than what it was. You're right, and and I think if that happens again in the semi final, I think that's a red every single time. If that was if that's a European Cup, that's a red, yes. and um, I think that's a difference.
0: Yeah, it is. Now there was a there was a couple, you know, uh, contentious decisions, and up until this point, I thought the ref had called the line out pretty much spot on every single time it went. You know, wayward. He was calling, you know, not straight. Let's get a scrum. Let's go. And then it comes deep in our twenty-two. They throw in, and it's it's about it's closer to they the that was, mm. and he just let he let play continue when they scored the second try. So you know that really knocked me off. Mm. thought, that he'd been he was doing a really good job with keeping those lineouts in check, but to let that go, and to what well, it was a really tight game anyway, and it was a match winning try. So yeah. that that really knocked me off.
1: And and then we go to Fafita's. Offside, and I still maintain that the the ball comes out of the back of the ruck, and then the player in the ruck steps back over the ball. Yeah. If you if you look at it, it's it's weird because the ball doesn't come out of the the back end of the ruck, but it comes out the side of the ruck. Yeah. Exactly. So there is there is a player behind the 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 player that. Uh, the ball pops out from, so and it comes out from the side. So if that was a scrum, it comes out from the six instead of the eight. Yeah, if you if you think of it that way. But the ball is still out. So regardless of where the back feet are, the ball is still out of control of the ruck, and then the player steps back over the ball. Now when for Fifi- I think for Fifi- feet, chanced his arm. You know, I'll be honest. And but when he Goes to 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 run. Yes, the ball is out, but then because the player steps over the ball, that's a penalty. That's dragging the ball back into the ruck, so that's a penalty. So for me, that should have been play on, and and away you go. But you know, what an athlete, what what a player. You know, when 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 you're outside half and you're you're inside centre you are know, in the opposition 22 and the the second row was picked the ball up and you've got 10 meters on the second row and you're going this this is easy <laughs> and then Fafita leaves you for dead runs 80 meters and you're still 5 meters behind him um you know that's that's some player that's a uh, that's a quick boy like you know
0: regardless of the whether he was offside or not deserved a try zone that, that, was, that was brilliant and mm. I pretty much have the same opinion of you, I thought the ball was out the side and it was a counter-back or whatever and the Glasgow player sort of shifted back You know, mm. I, I thought I thought it was out first and then he ran for it but what knocked me off again with this one we only had one angle we, we're not going to know 100 until we see those other angles and we're not going to see those other angles but mm. you could tell he back it up the stands he was not happy
1: no no and he was he was done in when he got to the end as well when he scored the try he's like oh my god that was a stupid decision i should have passed that to someone cuz 18 meters uh, at full Flack with uh, uh, like 70 odd minutes gone in the game is uh, yeah Is a heavy old game. Anyway, let's let's look ahead to Judgment Day, mate. Let's look ahead to this Saturday and see what we've got. So, how do you approach this if you're Dwayne Peel? How do you? There's nothing in this game at all. We cannot win the Welsh Shield, Um, even if Ospreys beat Cardiff uh, by eight points, but don't get a bonus point. um, Yes, it's it's still goes
0: on wins.
1: Yeah. Mm. So Even we can go finish on 39. Mm. But what I did see um from somewhere, and I can't remember where I saw it, is next season the Welsh Shield will be decided on um just games played in Wales. So it won't be because obviously oh, yeah, we play different sides to Cardiff to, to Ospreys and all that kind of stuff. So it'll just be out of us four, uh, who the six
0: up. Home and away,
1: yeah, yeah. So, I uh, know I don't know if that's, that's true that's- or I don't, yeah, it, it does make more sense to be honest. Um, so you do get this is the best Welsh side, but I, I don't know if that was somebody saying this is what's gonna happen or somebody confirming this is what's gonna happen, but that's what I saw anyway. Judgment Day, what's, what's your thoughts?
0: Uh, I think we go about 90%. I mm. think that, you know, if we made all these changes for the Glasgow game. I think, you know, there was only four boys that you know, stayed in, you know, Fifita, McLeod, Steph Evans and Combia. I'd definitely be looking at McLeod Fifita at least bench spot, mate, if not a full day's rest. Mm. Uh, Steph Evans, Combia, I mean, we could realistically let them have have a game off. I mean, especially Steph Evans. I mean, I I, I don't know how many games he's he's missed this year. I mean, I'm Not trying many, to is look it? back now. Mm-hmm. No, I I'm... I think it's I th- the last game he wasn't involved in was I got to find him now. There he is. There he is. There he is. There he is. Uh, the last game he wasn't in the start in 15-4 was Bayonne and. You know, I I think he's been either on the bench or starting in every game, actually. Hmm. I'm trying to... He's yeah, been, looks that way.
1: Yeah, he's been there pretty much solid through the season, hasn't he? So, yeah.
0: He's yeah. been involved in every single game.
1: So I would expect him, last game of the season, to still be involved. I, I, just because yeah. he's that kind of player, isn't he? Based and he, on that. Yeah. So yeah i i i hope dan davis comes back in i'd like to see ken come back in just to get a bit of game time um and things like that um but you know do you risk costello uh, i i wouldn't i'd i'd keep costello yeah. out and i'd go with patch and, and dan jones um and I I just keep him safe. I know he's he's going to want to play. He's going to want to be there because, you know, for for him this is his last opportunity to show he's the best ten in Wales for the World Cup. But you know, from a Scarlets point of view, I'd want to keep him for Glasgow and and
0: wrap him up in Cottonwall a little bit between now and then. No, nah, I I'm I'm the opposite, here, you know. If you use these teams to to rest your whole squad, you just on the one off. I want my boys playing the week before, if possible. Just I think mean, I mean have you know the if we follow strength against Glasgow and then we drop for this Dragons game, then the fair enough because we dropped for the Glasgow game. I think we have gotta get back back to as close to a hundred percent as we can. Mm. Just so we that sort of continuity there. Because mm. you know, some of these boys, you know, you by your four, like I said, be Seth Evans, McLeod, and they, you know, quite a few of those boys are going to be involved on the bench for the Glasgow. We might come your style of play there. So, uh, I would be, other than those four, looking at maybe giving them either a bench show me, perhaps the game off. I would be looking at going as full strength as possible.
1: Hmm. I guess it's going to be interesting. I say it's a. Uh it's a dead rubber so it's it's more about the occasion and maybe an opportunity to say goodbye to a couple of players and things like that but i i it, i know you're not a fan of judgement day but I, it's yeah i'll be there i've been there for a couple of them in the past just as a um a day out to celebrate rugby more than anything but it's i don't know it just didn't feel it's it's more of a, a game to just go and enjoy it, almost as if you were neutral. Do you know what I mean? Because because there's nothing on it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's how I'll be approaching the game anyway on on Saturday. So uh, yeah, okay. So that's Scarlet stuff done. Let's go down the uh, down the depths and have a look and see what we've got in the uh local championship and uh, uh community game so
0: we're gonna do a prediction for the dragons then or are we just leave it that is eh?
1: Uh, yeah we can do go on then let's let's do prediction what's your prediction for dragons
0: I'm I'm gonna go wild I'm gonna go 496.
1: Mm. see I always get worried about dragons on judgment day. And dragons have always got one game in a season that will really just and everyone will go, "Oh, wow, you know why can't they play like that the rest of the season and I got this horrible, horrible feeling about the game on the weekend that that's what's gonna happen, and we're we're not gonna go full full pelt, we're gonna protect a couple of players, they're gonna come at it. you know there was a lot of bad feeling after the the game at Christmas um you know, we're kind of right card. But I think that was a big turning point in our season with cards and what have you. Um, yeah, I think Dragons might win this. I, I do. I just, I got a really bad feeling that Dragons are just going to come out. I hope I'm wrong. But yeah, I think Dragons might nick this, you know, 2019 or something stupid like that. So... Okay, next time I see you, remind
0: me to smack you in front of the back
1: of <laughs> the head. It is, but I, I said this uh, oh, a couple of weeks ago now, that your Dragons just see, you know, they did it last season, they did it the season before, they've done it, you know, three or four times, where we get to the end of the season, we play Dragons near the end of the season, and they just seem to pull something out of the bag against us, and it's really irritating, but yeah, I'm hoping I'm wrong, but that's, that's my prediction. There's a Dragons win 2019. You can shoot me next week. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's, Don't you let's, worry
0: about that.
1: let's move down to the championship quickly. <laughs> Very quickly. Very quickly. So, um, Narberth played Asterovera last Saturday. A uh, comfortable win, forty-three eight. Um win. Mid- yeah, and you know it's it leaves the mid-table, yeah, one off the bottom. No, sorry, two off the bottom. Um, so it, it was never gonna be a tight game, but it does leave Narbeth kinda mid table, uh one place above cross keys. That they're playing on this weekend. So they've got cross keys this Saturday. Um, two points ahead of cross keys, two points behind Cardiff Met, but three games in hand on Cardiff Met. So I can see them overtaking Cardiff Met. Um, and this game against Cross Keys kind of yeah, it's it's important. It's a big one. It's it's really, really important at this game.
0: Yeah, it it is a big game, and you know I I really think the way you're setting up right now, in you know in the championship, is it is it going to be a massive fight for fourth place? And I I think Narbeth are very much in that mix. You know you you've got Astradron the, there. You know, I, I don't think Card, Card I know Cardiff met our fifth at the minute, but I don't really think they they've got yeah. it in them because the amount of games they've played, and then Narbeth and Cross Keys I think they're having a big battle for fourth because you know hmm. the, the top three. Seems to be done and dusted. You know, and I, I think it's probably gonna end up, you know, as it stands now, Pontepool and East Bargoid in that order. But mm. you know, fourth base is very much, you know, on the cards. It's you know, there's five points between them and Astrid. I, I know there's a game in hand there, but you know, this it, it's five points It's it's only And when you've still got well, three games left, you know, that's very doable. Mm. Obviously, more than five league games well so, when you when you look at the games that are this left is a, this is this is be a challenge for Narberth
1: hmm.
0: to try and get that fourth spot hmm.
1: but when you look at the games that are left, cross Keys play Neath twice um which which is interesting. They play them on the 10th of May, then they play them on the seventeenth of May, so cross Keys have got a really condensed end to the season. Um Narbeth have got a pretty easy run in with the exception of Pont-a-Pool away. So you know it could work really well in Narbeth's favour. And if they get anything out of that Pont-a-Pool game, then you know they're doing really well. But definitely, you know, Cardiff Met, Cross Keys play Cardiff Met as well. So, you know, it's all working in Narbath's favour definitely. I'd say, looking at that running, Narbath are favourites for fourth, but they have to win this yeah. weekend to to secure that. Um, you know, um, I, I, I'd say they're there if they can if they win comfortably this weekend, they're in with a shot. Well, they, they've secured fifth. And then it'll be a case of pushing for, for fourth, and um, you know, can they knock Astrid Ronda off fourth place? But it's,
0: it's... yeah, because uh, Astrid Ronda they've they they have got a tough run in themselves. They have they play Bargoid, Neith, Neath, mm. and Pontypool in this last yeah. few games. So you know, they're they're running okay. It's not easy, but it does mm. seem to favour Narbath, So mm. hopefully, you know, Narbath will pick this up, and you know. Look looking at the entire league they are clearly the best side you know championship in West Wales, and um, with a <laughs> split coming next season, you know they they're going to be title contenders, and you know they may even be opportunity for them to get into the Premiership if every if they can get satisfy all the licenses, so this is really something they can look forward to. Yeah, I
1: think the the ground is the issue um I said it a long time that they needed to move to the, there was an opportunity a while ago to move the ground, you know, literally not even half a mile, not even a quarter of a mile outside. And there would have been, you know, Greenfield site and all of that, but it it was money and this, that and the other. So, but yeah, good running for Narbath. And um, we'll see how that goes from there. Right. So dropping down into league one West, Fixtures start to get a bit confusing now because it's midweek games and then teams yeah. playing three times a week and all of that kind of a stuff. Um, so let's just have a little look at results from the weekend then. So Aberystwyth beat Hendy 33-22. Krimich beat Whitland 41-0. Pembroke game was postponed. Oh, it just? Well, at least they didn't lose um Alan, <laughs> newcastle emlyn uh 13416 at gawton so um where are we in the
0: table now i mean it's it's pretty much as we were you know cremec newcastle emlyn level on points gawton they they are third at the minute but you know they they've played a couple of games more Mm. No, no, they're not. They're not on third. I, I've messed that. up no, third now. Yeah. yeah, I, I haven't swapped them round on my own tables. So, what
1: <laughs> yeah, am I like? Cymric and Newcastle Emlyn both top on sixty nine points. Slankenich in third on sixty five, and then Gowerton in fourth on fifty six. I just think that's too far, um, yeah. to to go, um. Yeah, I mean the top of that table is looking tasty. We've said this a couple of times now with that run in. That's looking proper proper
0: tasty, isn't it? Um, we've there are some massive games to come as well. You know, cuz Newcastle Emlyn, you know, they play they've got Slangenich now this week during the week. Mm. So that's that's going to be a massive game, you know, Cremec have got Newcastle Emlyn and Slangenich. You know, Newcastle Emmett got Gowerton again away. So that's mm. not gonna be easy. And you know, Clan got Gowerton as well. So you know they've they've each got you know two or three fixtures against you know top four Populative, sides. So yeah. it's it's gonna be really interesting while it how it comes down in the end.
1: Hmm. Well, I've got um Wednesday night, Wednesday night fixtures. I've got Krimach v. Aberystwyth and Newcastle, Emlyn, Llangenech and Whitland, Gorsainen. So, you know, there's quite a few local sides already in in the mix for for the Wednesday game. Um, And then Saturday, we've got Trumach away in Llechie Wanderers, Pembroke at home to Gowerton, Newcastle, Emlyn away in Penclough and then Whitland at home to Aberystwyth. So... Full yeah. on. It's it is. It's it's full on. And I don't even think we do predictions from there, mate. We just sit back, rub the hands, and go, This this is just gonna be fantastic. It's um end of the season, end of the the, the year in this it is gonna be fantastic. Absolutely cracking.
0: You know, I'm 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 actually getting them away this weekend now because you know I, I live close to connecting one I would have I would have nipped over for that game. Oh, that would have been Oh, Cymric! They are really, really bouncing at the minute, and I mean, I'm just looking at this table, and you know, look, uh in my own table, I've got them the maximum amount of points on the side, mm. and you know, Cymric and Newcastle and can max out at ninety nine, and Llanganet can max out at a hundred. So mm. you know, this is going to come down to bonus points in the end. It is, ah, oh, mm. it's it's just it's just one of them things with sport, and you know, you you just got to love it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so we're not going to make any predictions on one west. We're just going to sit back and enjoy it and go, right, let's, uh, let's see how this turns out over the next couple of weeks because I think that's going to be fantastic. I really do, really do. Um, yeah, is. Let's have a look at two west then, mate, because two west got quite exciting um, last weekend. So Fishguard lost to Burryport, um on that one. Milford Beat 31 thirty one twenty nine. Again, another tight game, last minute sort of a thing. Uh, just every game Milford have won this season has been in the last five minutes. So, um, but you know, turning over Leca is a good one, and then Temby turned over Pontebaram away. So, so Temby was with 12 And I got I got to say, uh, uh, I got to give a shout out to uh, old man Toby. Um, so, when, last time I was on the pod, uh, so I missed last week, but the week before that, I was at a wedding. When I? And before that, I oh, said yeah. about Toby Smith being uh, wheeled on to the pitch on crutches and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so I was at, at the wedding with Toby, and, and we had a chat, and he listened to the pod while we were at the wedding. no. You know the, the bit after the ceremony and before the meal and all of that kind of stuff. So he was listening to to the pod and he said, "Old, You're calling me old." So, so oh, yes, Tom, that is. But uh, yeah, he's did well, and then he had a yet two weeks uh, where he had a try in two weeks. So uh, yeah, fair play to him. He's. Um, uh, I just hope he stays fit because he's, he's suffered a bit with um, injuries and what have you, but the last two weeks... The edge, you know? Yeah, but, you know, Tembi have gone from fourth, you know, fourth, fifth, you know, where they're going to make it. Two decent wins, two bonus point wins. They're now in second place. Um, you know, I think Ponte Delice are probably too far away. Ponte Lima's got two games in hand over Tembi. And are ten points ahead, and then Reddick in third have got two games in hand as well, and they're five points behind. So, you know, yeah, but
0: way I look at it, I, I've got the fixtures. Ten B and Reddick have got to play each other twice. Yeah. So this this is another one we we're, we're into this back end of the season, and there's so so many top end games come in. Like, you know, we've said about Kidwelly for a while, you know, they they've got to play Mumbles and Anchor were we're both in the mix. And then, you know, Ponta Delice. you know, they've got Nankaredig as well. You know, they've got they they really there's there's no easy games left now. And no. I, I really can't stress that enough. And you know, the one thing where we've said about Kid and their possibilities, you know, there's what, well, one, two, three Five weeks left, and literally they've got to play every single midweek. Yeah, if they're going to fulfil all their fixtures, and they've got to play Milford twice, Kidwelly.
1: That's yeah, that's interesting. So... That might be uh, uh, an interest. And last game of the season, are you see, so Timby? you have Tim, got last game of the season. Oh, Away, Nantgarw. Away. So yeah, again, this this is how you want the end of season. To be, I know it's hard for players, but this is how you want it to be. So tonight, Ponte Delice play Carmarthen. Uh Wednesday night, Mumbles play Kidwelly. So teams are starting to kind of eat up those those games in hands. And then on Saturday, Kidwelly um, host Milford, Um Lucker host Fishguard, and Tembe. Post Nantgarweddic, so first big one. Massive, massive weekend for this. You know, if, if Milford can help Temby in any way, shape, or form by knocking uh, a few points out of Kidwelly, and, and Milford,
0: even if they stop a bonus point, that would be a massive help.
1: Yeah, and Milford are really starting to find some form. You know, end of the season, they're starting to find that form. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to Milford win there. I'm, it'll be a shock, but I think Milford are going to beat Kidwelly on that one. What you reckon?
0: Yeah, I, I'm I'm not back on that. <laughs> yeah, as, as much as I'd love for it to happen, Justin, just you know, in the grand scheme of things, with getting 10B promotion, yeah. I, I just can't see Kidwelly drop him against Milford. I really can't. I wish I could, but I can't. <laughs>
1: Okay, uh, Fishguard and Llaca. Uh, I mean, Fishguard have had a bugger of an end. The second half of the season has been an absolute pain in the jacksy for for Fishguard. Um, but Llaca lost. Um, they're not that far away. Fishguard twenty seven points, Llaca twenty nine points. So
0: yeah, yeah. You got you got to remember, Fishguard have had points deducted as well. So realistically they would be above Locha hmm. if that hadn't happened. So uh you know I'm I'm gonna back Fish guard for this. Yeah
1: me too because I still don't like Locher from what they did to me at the
0: pitch when I was a young lad. So uh and then it temp- seems everyone I know, including myself has got a <laughs> bad story about Locher. Oh they did oh,
1: the dirty dirty players, dirty supporters. Uh yeah I got when I played in Lucha, um, I got elbowed in the face, knocked out, and had my lip split um, by someone in the crowd. Um, oh, nice! Yeah. Um. So yeah, and that must have been twenty years ago.
0: But well, I, I still remember the elbow hitting my face. So yeah. Oh, nice. Well, I, it weren't, it wasn't even that long ago for me. It was it was two years two years ago. My boy was in the under sevens, the under eights were playing on the pitch next to us and and they under eights started a fight. And oh. it was like, Jesus Christ, eight, eight, seven, eight years old and they scrap in. What is going on? Yes, tag rugby.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, Fiskad can do us all a favour by um, turning over lucker in, yeah. in that one. Um, At the bridge, nothing else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Tembi against Nankar what should
0: call on that uh, one? This this is season defining. This mm. really is. Is it's gotta be a ten B win. Anything other than a ten B win. And I think that that is everything for the season. Then they either win this and they keep on going for promotion or they lose it and they there's no recovery. They're already at the disadvantage, you know, with the m- number of games they've played. So they've really got to win every single game. Every game's a cup final. They've got to win. And realistically, they they need to be picking up bonus points as well.
1: Yeah. But when you look at Nankaretik over the last couple of weeks, so they played Kidwelly, They beat Kidwelly by three points. Uh, They then beat Mumbles by one point. And then last week, they lost to Command Athletic, whereas Tembi have really started to pick up the pace and you know they put thirty six twelve Pounderberg and fifty two 0 over Ballyport, Port and then yeah they lost to Command Athletic. But you know they've they've been playing some good rugby the last couple of weeks. So I'm I'm going for a Tenbi win. It's at home. I think this will be a b win and I think it'll I, I don't think they'll they're gonna win the, the league. I don't think they're gonna to top the table, but certainly they'll be in those top three promotion places. I can't see them losing those top three promotion places now, especially as they played Nant twice and this Nant that they need to be worried about. So yeah, yeah, I think they've got this.
0: I think of of the five of them in there, you know, it is Nant and Mumbles. They need they need them to be dropping points. And yeah. the games are there for them to drop the points. It's just a case of, you know, making sure be get maximum as much as they can, because yeah. you know I, I think that's what it could come down to in the end. It could come down to the odd bonus point, especially where Mumbles are concerned.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's look at Three West A then. So, uh, see, I, I see I put the A there. Three West. I know a you finally just, yeah. remembered you? <laughs> oh, yeah, well done me. So uh again getting congested at the end of the season uh with this. So um Haverford West game against Tregaron last weekend was postponed. Um and then we've got Aberay run lost 25-21 against Lampeter Uh Langham had a good Woo-hoo! win. 25-19 at home against it uh, This shocked me a little. Uh, Nayland nil, Larn 31. So I was expecting a Larn win, but that's a massive... To to, to yeah. nil Nayland at home, that's huge. That's absolutely huge, that is. So, yeah, fair play to Larn. That was That's a good one. Uh, gutted by the next one. Quinn's seven, St. David's 33. Come on. Yeah, I just I don't know. Uh, for the size of the town, the size of the club, the players that they've got there, that Quinn side should be near the top of the table. And and they're not. They
0: are so, two sides, really, isn't there? It is two sides in the town, really.
1: Well, it's Pembroke and the Quins tend to knock Nick off each other. Um, They they tend to fight with um, kind of Nayland and Tembi, Narbeth. A lot of the decent players will go to Temby and Narbeth and stuff like that. But yeah, still should be better than that. Still should be better than that. And then final game of the season, St. Clair's 33, Cardigan 7. So again, decent win for St. Clair's. and pretty much as expected. Where does that leave us in the table?
0: Uh... Again, we're pretty much where we left off, Lampeter still top by a point. Sinclair's literally just behind them, you know, 64, 65 points. You know, that's, that is that mm. is just so tight, and it's just unbelievable. And then you've got Lawn and Aberaeron just in behind. But you know they've they've played the extra game, so you know I I think we can safely say that both Lawn and run are out to the running now for promotion, mm. and it's a stretch like, between Lampeter and St Clares. Yeah, and
1: I just it, it's quite interesting in in the mid table because we've got a lot of Pembrokeshire sides in that mid table that are just kind of fighting for things. Quinns and Langham are kind of fighting each other out. We've got St. David's and Nayland are kind of quite close. Nayland are quite close to Halford West. So, uh, yeah, it's a good end to the season in there. And, um, you know, I think there's some interesting games coming up in, in the end of season running there. Yeah. Starting with tonight, uh, sorry, tomorrow night, so the 19th, uh, Quins against St. Clair's. Um, down in Pembroke Dock and Haverford West play Larne at home as well so yeah. what's, what's your calls on those?
0: Uh, I'm seeing two away wins I, I really am I, I, I wish I could say otherwise for Haverford West you know but I, I can't I think Larne are too strong and we all know St Clair's are still undefeated in the league mm-hmm. and you know their focus is going to be on the double with Lampeter coming in a few weeks time, mm. but I I can't see them dropping any points other than maybe those games. So, you know, dock oh. wins. You know, they're going to have another loss, sadly.
1: Yeah, and it's going to be a tough one, isn't it? it can be yeah. a tough one.
0: I, I I'd love for Halford West to you know turn up and really put in a good performance and come close to Lam. Right, I just can't see them nicking a the win.
1: Mm. Yeah. Okay, so we move into Saturday then. And we've got Aberon against Nayland. So what's your what's your call on that one?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go home side. I'm gonna go Aberon there. I I just think, you know, they know this season is more or less curtailed now. But you know, they there's still a lot of things on off a lot of pride and getting ready for next year with all these promotions going on. They're probably thinking, you know, we build something decent by here now. And we can look to move on next season. So I think they're going to... Well, I think every team that's not involved should be looking at what's coming into the future now, into next season, definitely. So I think Aberaeron are going to be too strong for Nederland. I know it was a tight match in the reverse fixture, 16-14 But I think Aberaeron are going to be a little bit too strong for them this time round.
1: Yeah, me too. Um, I think particularly at home, um, I think that's a massive factor for... um, for Aberay run, so I'm going for an Aberary win there, quite comfortable as well. Um, I said to see Nayland not put anything on the scoreboard last weekend was a bit of a shock. I don't know if they're missing players or whatever, but um, yeah, I'm going for you know twenty five Nayland ten something like that. It'll be a comfortable win. Uh, Cardigan and Lampeter,
0: yeah, nothing outside of Lampeter. I mean, yeah, it was you know seventy four seventeen in favor of Lampeter <laughs> early in the year, so yeah, you you can't get away from that. Yeah, you know, so I know. I I know there's going to be some you know bad feelings there in in Cardigan, and they want to put things right, but I I just don't see how they can do it.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too. I think it's a big win for for Lampeter, um, and the Quins week uh continues with a game <sighs> away in Lan. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't get easier, does it? No. No. Uh, and again, I can't see the Quins coming away with
0: anything from that game at all. No, nah, though I'm a Samlan are gonna win that one quite comfortably, I'd imagine too. Hmm. Yeah. So then the next
1: game, this is gonna throw you into a massive quandary. This this is just sending you full on to spin cycle. This is Langham against Haverford West. <sighs>
0: Oh, oh, you know what? Uh, I won. I love Langham. I like we said, never been there. Don't even know anyone from there. But you know, just just who they are and the the tiny tiny village that they are. You know, Haverford West can afford a loss. Let's go Langham. Come on, let's find find <laughs> another place in the table. You know, they they can get they can finish ninth at best. So let's finish ninth. Come on.
1: Mm. I, uh this is traditional so the the first round of this game was played on uh, boxing day and it's it's traditionally the the punch up and then traditionally again the second round of this game is usually played over easter um and it's another punch up and all the boys that get injured at christmas come back in time for another punch up uh, uh, at easter um but yeah I I, I can see Haverfordwest nick in this one mate I can. I think Langham have had the the boost from last week. I think they've had a uh, they won good game, but um I can see Haverford West nick in this one and at least four yellow cards. I think that's a key key factor in this game this weekend is four yellow cards at least minimum. So Blanabella at home to St. Clairs.
0: Yeah, again St. Clair's he... Yeah. There's nothing more to say. They are they are who they are. Yeah. And they are you know they they're running away with us so far. It's just those get that that one versus two back to back games with Lampeter. That's there's only things that are going to have any sort of influence on this league. And until yeah. we get there, it's just going to be Saint Clair's win, Lampeter win, Saint Clair's win, Lampeter win.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that. Is uh, I should be comfortable. And last game in the league for this weekend, then St David's at home to Tragarin. Um
0: Yeah, let's let's hope for a couple of wins on the bounce for St David's. You know, mm. they should do it. You know, they they won away at Tregaron earlier in the season, so as as long as this game isn't postponed for whatever reason, let's hope mm. for back to back victories. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I'm going
1: for St David's win there, and then just in case we don't get to it next week because um, I don't know what, what day we're gonna record next week. Um, Langham at home to Nayland on Tuesday, I think that is. And then Haverford West away to Lahn on Wednesday. And and that's the way the end of the season's gonna be. Now there's gonna be lots of midweek games with people catching up. Um and yeah, it's it's gonna get confusing. It's almost like nobody's playing on a weekend. <laughs> there's, there's games all through the week, but so those those are two games for next week anyway, um, yeah. just in case we don't get to cover them. So
0: I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. Yeah. So, but then um, I'll, I'll I'll probably I'll vote for Langham over Nagaland as I've got one. And I, I, again, I think Lan will will take Haverford West for what it's worth. Yeah, I'd agree with you on both of those, mate.
1: Hopefully we will we'll be able to to uh, uh, look at them in a bit more depth next week. But if not, those two are games for next week. So while we've been recording today, um, Twitter just uh, Twitter's given me a little bit of a notification. Scarlet have just signed um, Yoan Lloyd, which was rumoured. Um, couple of a couple of weeks ago wouldn't it that this was this was happening um so yeah that's that's an interest and he's only 22 um that throws kind of astelo and full back i think that's cover for full back with half penny more than anything but we've got decent cover so that yeah that throws an interesting mix uh uh, uh uh, in, into the into the the, you know what I'm saying. That's a, that's in ind- words. Yeah, it's an interesting signing. I don't know what position where you play him. If you play him outside Costello, is that you know what you do with with Johnny? If you play him at thirteen, is he gonna oh is he there oh. as a cover for Costello because patches going to Cardiff? Oh man, too many
0: questions. Make too many questions. I'm liking this. I'm I'm really, really liking this. You know, the boy's got some pace on him. I know mm. he's close to a hundred appearances for Blit, for Bristol. You know, at, at 22 years old, mm. you know that's that's none too shabby. Uh, you know. We've known that the Scarlets have been looking for a 10-15, especially a Welsh qualified one. And Ewan Lloyd, obviously, he fits that category massively. Mm. I don't think we're going to drop, not drop, but you know, put too many eggs in the number 10 basket with Ewan Lloyd. I think he's going to be here as a 15 and then bench cover if needed. Mm. But obviously, development then, it tends to go as it is so you know to have two players who are both internationally capped at fly off you know at 20 22 years old however old the pair of them are mm. you know they can only board well and you know i'm i'm very happy with that it's just a case of now finding out who we are retaining and mm. who's going to really work out you know who's going to be here who's in the way because I think you know, if, if for whatever reason, you know, Dinky and Hatch are it's going to be a case of and Lodge's death for years Yeah. So it, yeah. it is going to be interesting over the next few weeks to find but, out who is coming, who is going.
1: But then I think for players like Scott Williams and um, Foxy, you know, that we know, injury-ravaged, end-of-career, you know, does bringing in someone like Joe and Lloyd kind of throw their, you know, their, their one year deals into um, into a bit of a quandary? Oh, man. I mean, I just, I, and Lloyd haven't had a great season because he hasn't been playing for, for the Bears for a lot of this season. He's been down with Heartbreak for a lot of this season. But, he's he's undoubtedly got a bit of talent and he's you know he's, he's got the pace he's got the hands. It's whether or not we can develop that give him the the kind of game that he needs to 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 show what he can do but um maybe we'll talk about that next season next week's season maybe we'll talk about that next week mate in a bit more detail where I have no doubt there will be a lot more um, signings, re signings, and announcements about players leaving, particularly after this weekend, players leaving yeah. um, from well,
0: there. I, I tell you what, we'll do after the semi final. Obviously, we'll review the game, but we'll have a little rundown of the squad as we know it. Because yeah. you know, two weeks' time, we should have a, a bit more, at least I hope, we'd have a bit more <laughs> of a clearer picture of you know who we've got and what we can look forward to. Yeah. Absolutely. So on that note, my friend, we
1: are done nope. for this week. Uh, nope. Oh, no, we, no, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not. So yeah. we Do want have... Me to take
0: over? Do we need me to take over for this one?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Go on, you, you say what we've got on this one. Cause, okay. Um,
0: we are coming in now, uh, again, at the start of the month, we had the start of the year, road to the Principality Finals, and we've got another load of fixtures coming in now. Uh, some seniors competition we got the division 1 cup final between Newbridge and Conwy. we have the championship final between Astrid Ronda and Pontypool and the premiership final between Newport and Cardiff that is all on Sunday the 23rd of April so you know if you fancy watching some top quality community rugby then I suggest you get down there for that. you know judgment day on the 22nd finals day on the 23rd perfect weekend can't ask for more Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we a lot, We have to say it now, just because it is, it's going to be next Wednesday, the 26th of April. It's the school finals days, and we there were three semi-finals played last night. We had the Dewar Shield semi-final, Cardiff against Swansea. Cardiff, reigning champions, lost twenty seven twenty one. So, the Dewar Shield final is Pontypridd schools against Scott Swansea schools. Mm-hmm. Into the Morgan Griffiths plate, we had both semi finals last night. We had Swansea Valley beating Merthyr 27 12 and Carmarthen schools beating Cunningham Valley 17 3. So, another Scarlet's regional team in the finals is Carmarthen against Swansea Valley. And what I'm liking about this game is that they met in the group stages a couple of months ago mm-hmm. and the game finished 20 points to 19 in Swansea's favour. So it was <laughs> just a one-point game in there. So we know this final is going to be tasty. Mm-hmm. And we already know the Lewis Miller Bowl final is Pembrokeshire up against his line. So that's the 26th of April, a week Wednesday. So, you know, if you can get down there, I'm not sure what the ticket price is, but from what I've seen so far, is a lot of them have been free entry on the day. Mm-hmm. So fingers crossed that's the same. And you know, you know, get on a bus, get down there. Nothing, nothing like a Wednesday watching some a Shield rugby.
1: <laughs> yeah and you know best wishes to the boys um it's been a, a really tough season but the boys have, have fought really hard to get where they've got to So, or all the best for everyone involved in that and uh yeah hope i was open to to find some time to go down to a training session and have a chat to a couple of boys i don't think i'm going to be able to but um yeah thoughts are with you guys and I know quite a few parents listen. I know quite a few players listen. So all the very best to you. Give it some welly next week, boys. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to catch up with you after the final and celebrate your win with you because uh, that's what we do.
0: Yeah, we, we want some four, photos of that trophy. Come on, bring it home.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right, are we done now?
0: I think that's it, mate. I think yeah, that's that it.
1: Yeah, that was the last bit. Right, Okey cokey we got a busy end to the season coming up, mate. Busy, busy end to the season. Oh, yeah. I'm loving this, loving this. And oh, one thing, one thing came up on um, Facebook yesterday. Um, so the Glasgow semi-final game is when? What time is it? Or oh, it's, it's not oh, this weekend. Five. On week after oh, this, isn't it?
0: The 29th.
1: Yeah. 29th. 29th. Yeah. 29th. So a couple of people have been asking, can we get a bus from Pembrokeshire? So I put a post out on the Facebook page to say, look, if we get enough interest, we'll book the bus. Um, We've got like 12, 15 people so far. So if you fancy it, if you fancy going, you have to sort your own tickets and what have you. We haven't done a bus for a a while because it was an absolute nightmare to organize. But if you fancy it, reply to it, I'll find a bus, I'll book it. We'll and we'll get there, and we'll
0: do it. Yeah, and if you haven't already got tickets, go on the Glasgow site for tickets because they've still got a good allocation in the north and south and the west.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and the lesser then we get there, the better. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, what? where's 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 the pickup from for this bus? Where where are we planning on doing it from if if it does go ahead? Don't know yet. Last time
1: we did it, we did uh, Pembroke Dock, Pembroke, Temby, Kilgetty, and then there was another bus went uh, Fishguard, Haverfordwest, um, and uh, oh, what should we call it? Um, oh, the place out by Narbeth, the roundabout that they're redeveloping. I'll sort it this week if we get enough people. We'll sort it and we'll we'll get a good bunch of us up there. We'll do it that way let's do it okay now we're done now we're definitely done now that. we're done now we're done,
0: done. <laughs> right quick normal and sign or yeah. over trends in the last five minutes
1: yeah no, <laughs> no. we're done right oh, mate brilliant. I shall uh, I speak to you next week all the best Matt.
0: awesome stuff see you again mate see you mate Ta bye bye
1: You have been listening to the Westerer is Besterer podcast from the Scarlet Supporters PEMS team. You can follow us on Twitter on Scarlet PEMS, find us on Facebook with Scarlet Supporters Pembrokeshire or email us on Pems at gmail.com. And remember, West is best, but Westerer is Besterer. Cheers.